Father, we thank you and we give you praise, Lord, this morning. As you have called us together, you have gathered us, O Lord, to instruct our hearts. Lord, you have also gathered us to bless us. May that blessing be made manifest in our lives this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray, O God, that as we consider your word concerning the great day of the Lord, Father, may everyone here receive grace to be on the right side on that great day in the precious name of Jesus. Anyone here, O Lord, who is falling for the trap to try to know what it will look like to be on the other side. Baba, deliver them from that trap in the name of Jesus. Let that bondage be broken in their lives in the name of Jesus. Let that be a visitation, a definite touch. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. God is owing you. Check very well. You are the one owing. You are the one owing. Because he has paid the price. He has opened a great and effectual door for us. He has given us life. He has given us our days. Praise the Lord. So please, if you are owing this morning, pay your due. Because a day is coming when the owner of our lives will demand for it. It's coming. Nothing stops it. Amen. Praise the Lord. The great day of the Lord. Amen. First Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5 from verse 1. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so come as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. 
But you, brethren, are not in darkness. Say, I'm not in darkness. And that day should overtake you as a, that that day should overtake you as a thief. So what it means here is that it is those who are in darkness that that day overtakes as a thief. Praise the Lord. Let me finish reading before we discuss. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others. But let us watch and be sober. Verse 7. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober. Putting on the breastplate of faith and love. And for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to rot. Take note of that rot. But to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Who died for us. That whether we wake or sleep. We should live together with him. Wherefore. Comfort yourselves together. Edify one another. Even as also you do. There is a day called the day of the Lord. There is a day. Called the day of the Lord. And in scripture and even in prophecies, there are several days of the Lord described in the Bible. There is one that is called the great day of the Lord. Now, that great day of the Lord is actually the culmination of the days of the Lord. Now that day. It is not a 24 hour day. Some of us think. It is a 24 hour day. It is not. But what is the meaning of. What does the Bible mean. When the Bible talks about. The day of the Lord. I want you to know. There are different days. Day of the Lord. Day of the Lord has great day of the Lord. And then we have the day of grace. The day of grace is also the day of man. You have a day. God has his own day. But what we do with our day determines what God will do with his day for you. For you, for you. But Generally, generally, the day of the Lord is a day when God comes to reveal his wrath. It is not a day to pamper you say, excuse me, please repent now. Have you not repented? Try and repent. Are you serving God? Try and serve God now. It is not a day for that. It is not a day when God comes to ask you, Hey, hey, you have been suffering since your mother gave birth to you. Sorry, yeah? So, no, it is not that kind of day. Do you know the problem we have? We think that the day of the Lord will not come. Just like I thought that the day of transfer will not come. But on the 5th of August, 2019, 
I was transferred. If that day is the day of the Lord, it, it, it has happened though. Are you, are you hearing me? It has happened. So no matter how you wish it, no matter how you desire to remain alive on earth, no matter how you desire to be the president of Nigeria, <laughs> no matter what you do, remember Abacha tried it. He wanted to perpetuate himself on the throne, isn't it? But what happened to him? The day of the Lord came. Not the great day of the Lord. The day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is a day when the Lord reveals his wrath and anger over unrighteousness and the wickedness of men. Now, from time to time in scripture, God has manifested from heaven. When the wickedness of men becomes so full and it comes to God's presence, God say, I cannot tolerate the wickedness of these people again. My spirit cannot continue to strive with them. Genesis chapter 6. What happened? He told who? Who? Noah. He said, Noah, you have found grace in my sight. Meaning, the day of the Lord, eh, the only thing that saves men from the day of the Lord is that you have received the grace of God in your life. Because that grace is what delivers you and saves you from the manifestation of the wrath of God. Brothers and sisters, it's terrible. I'm afraid of that day. But scripture says, I should not be. Rather, I should look forward in hope of our salvation. You know why? Because it is not my righteousness that saved me. It's because I have received the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The people in the day of Noah, when Noah began to preach and warn them, said there is a day coming, oh. That day, when it comes, God will open the windows of heaven and it will rain non-stop. When it rains, your beautiful houses will be destroyed. You won't have time to go and exhibit your beauty again. You won't have time to exhibit your intelligence and your prowess. Hey, you are a successful businessman. No time to talk about your business. Because it will rain torrentially. It will rain the way the world have not seen it before. And the people, they are just laughing at him. They say, what was this stupid Noah talking about? They didn't know that Noah was a man who have received grace from God because he walked in the way of the Lord. Noah kept shouting, repent, repent. God asked me to warn you, repent. Stop the things that you are doing. Oh, unfortunately, the nature of man is such that the devil has put something inside man to tie us down in iniquity. And lo and behold, Noah was building the ark. They were laughing. Eventually, he finished building that ark. And they entered. And the rain came. 
God destroyed everything. Now, one characteristic of that day is that God does not show mercy. That is, you know, it is actually part of the righteousness of God to actually punish wickedness and sin. If God does not punish wickedness and sin, he becomes an unrighteous and an unjudged, on, on, on what? Unjust God, God. Yes. Okay. Who will give him bribe to change his mind? Who? Who will give him bribe to change his mind? It is in his nature. Another example in Genesis is the case of Sodom and Gomorrah. In Genesis chapter 18, God said the cry of Sodom. I was wondering, when I was studying that scripture, I was wondering, what is the cry? Is it that there were people praying and crying? Is it, or is it, because there was no righteous people in, in Sodom. Abraham interceded for Sodom and said, God, if we saw 40, if you saw, is it, is this start from 40? Eh? Is it 50? He got down to 10 and none. He got tired. He got tired. He said, Abba, even my family alone, we're up to 10. At least we should be up to 10. So what it means is that there was not up to 10 people righteous in Sodom and Gomorrah. So I said, I wondering, so who are the people that their cry came to God? Who are the people? In the case of Egypt, the children of Israel were crying that Egyptians were punishing them. He came to God. But in the case of Sodom and Gomorrah, I was wondering, who are those crying? Well, something said to me that when wicked men also punish wicked men, have you heard somebody say, God punish you? The person is not a Christian. No. Eh? You are punishing him and dealing with him. The person say, God, God go punish you. God go deal with you. That person is saying that thing. He is also going to hell. But that thing he is saying is correct. You eh? <laughs> think? So that thing is part of the crime of Sodom and Gomorrah. They were wicked to themselves. They were wicked to the extent that the two angels God sent to Sodom, as soon as they arrived at the house of Lot, they came, give us those men, we like them. Those type of men, we like them. He said, give, give them to us, let us know them carnally. So, you can imagine, that is what they are doing to people in that community. So everybody is crying against themselves. So you're stupid, you will die, you will die. Your family, all your family will be destroyed. So all of them, they have cursed themselves together. So the thing, the whole thing came to God in a, in a, you know, cocktail. Cocktail of cries, of wickedness. God said, no, I can't tolerate this again. So it, it is full. And God came. And looked. There was one righteous man in Sodom. One man. One man. But he, even that man had a problem. He had a problem. But the Bible says, he, he, you have found grace in my sight too. Because of you, I want to save your family. Ngwa, you and your two children and their wives and your own wife. Ngwa, out. Escape for your dear life. But the wife of Lord, that the thing that was holding her down, that wants to destroy her destiny, was still holding her. Just like some of us in church, who will be preaching, dude, what is the problem with Christians? 
What is it? What is it? Christians are just very, very serious minded people. Serious minded people. Serious mind. You don't have no respect for God's self. Not talking about respect for preachers. No respect for God. You, no care. You don't even care to understand spiritual principles. You call yourself a Christian. You don't understand the things that make you a Christian. When the world, everybody is dying. You too, you join them. You are dying. Everybody is living. You to join them, you leave. Can you imagine, if you check inside church here now, you will see brethren, brethren, ESCO members, who are wearing that kind of trouser, that has pencil mouth. You see them. It's always raining. That's what the world is wearing now. You join them. You join them. So every wind that blows with people, you join them. Join them. You know why? Because your own is really not about God. Your own is let me just do, let me just be doing it. It's a social thing for you. You're in church, yeah. But church serves for you as a social ground where you have interactions. You know people. You know, if, if you cannot sharpen your spirit and your soul here to please and to serve the Lord faithfully, this place is just a social ground for you. Enjoy it while it lasts because a day comes. A day will come that day belongs to God. And only those who have understood these things and are following it will be on the right side. Amen? So these are types of... So what it means is that God, whenever wickedness accumulates, what happens? God manifests his anger. Are you hearing me? God manifests his anger. It can even last 400 years. Wickedness can last for 400 years. Like some people who say, ah, since we have been praying in my family, that this family, that this, today what we discussed in our Bible study in church, we did Bible study this morning before I came here. Uh, and after the Bible study, we started service before I came. I've done three, I did first service, 6.30 a.m. That's why Venerable was saying that I'm doing human job. I started laughing. Okay, we did, we had service 6.30 a.m., we closed by 8 and started Bible study. Finished Bible study by 8.30 and started English service. And then I now left them and came here. Okay? So if all these things you do not know and understand the meaning of serving the Lord in truth and in spirit, you are in danger of being on the wrong side when the day of the Lord comes. Amen. So, the passage where we read in 1 Thessalonians, if you read it through, he said something. He said, for those who are in light, the day of the Lord will not come to us as a thief in the night. But, it has a characteristic. So, I want to discuss the characteristics of the day of the Lord. Something that is common with the day of the Lord. Number one, it's a day that is filled with destruction. Destruction. What kind of destruction? God, you know, have you seen where the government is demolishing houses? They are demolishing houses. People cry and wail. That's the way, you know, destruction. So, 
What does God destroy? God destroys those things because of the wickedness, the sin that is in them. So when God comes, that's why he named us. He said, woe unto you who desire to see. We you know some wicked men we are even saying in, in Israel. They say they are saying, calling for the day of the Lord. And the prophet said, woe unto you that call for the day of the Lord. It will not be easy for you because it will come with burning of fire and destruction for you. He was telling them, woe unto you. Because if you read that place, you will think that they actually desire, they want to go to heaven. No. Those people actually were mocking the day of the Lord. Amen. So number one characteristic is a day of anger. God is a God of love. You know the Bible says it's love. He's love. And the truth is that God is love. God does not come out anyhow and just suddenly start showing anger. The person who has that kind of characteristic is Satan. He gets angry anytime. Get, and even when he's laughing, he's not actually laughing. He's angry. Because behind his mind, he wants to destroy you. And then he'll be laughing. Have you seen those people? They are hypocrites. So he has agents. They'll be laughing with you, but they, are, they, are, they want to destroy your life. So when they give you advice, they tell you, they give you satanic advice. They tell you to do something that when, they, when you do it, you will die. Praise the Lord. So, the, it's a day of anger, destruction, judgment. It's a day of judgment. Judgment on evil. That day, God will bring judgment on evil. So, it is a day of judgment. Then, in Malachi chapter 4 verse 1, the Bible says, Surely the day is coming. It will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant. Have you seen some arrogant people? You know, there was there is one pastor I watch on YouTube. Sometimes I just, uh, when I'm doing something and I want to rest, I just look for that pastor. He's in nature. You know him? Very funny man. And arrogant. You just know that it's not the spirit of God working in this man. The man will just be doing nonsense. And in the name of the gospel. And people are following him. The man will just come here and start displaying for us. <laughs> and they'll be spraying money for him. Eh? Like this. You don't be spraying money. Spraying money. Eh? He wants to do deliverance. He will carry somebody and throw him in, inside the chair. He says, what kind of God is that? And people are following him. Why are they following him? It's just clear, it's obvious that this thing is not God. But people are following him. What is it? What are they looking for? Because the devil who wants to devour, remember First Peter, the enemy moves around like a roaring lion. Doing what? Seeking for whom to devour. So sometimes he will give you indirect way. He will just give you the things you want. Yeah. You say it's money you want. Hey, come, come, come. I show you a pastor. If you come, he will give you plenty. Plenty money. The type of money you like. Easy one. Is it money you want? Oh, you want to marry wife? Just come, come, come. There's a way. If you just come to, there's a pastor that usually give people wife in church. He said, excuse me. 
You're not married. See your husband here. <laughs> yeah? And people will be going. You know why? Because that is what they want. And that is what the devil used to destroy men. And they will go. They will go. Your desire. The things that you want. Those are the things that the devil used. Number two, another characteristic of that day is that it will come as a thief in the night. We don't know exactly when that day will come, but it will come as a thief. How do thieves come? They don't announce. Except there was a time some special kind of thieves, they started announcing. <laughs> they tell you that they will come, so and so they should prepare everything for them. <laughs> okay? But the Lord will not announce that day. But to us who are God's children, it will not come to us like that. Why? We know the season. We know the signs. And we, what the Bible says, we should be prepared. We are not following God. So just say, excuse me sir, let me take a break from Christianity. When it is getting close to when Jesus will come, I will come back again. That's not the reason. So, if you are, you know, there's a scout motto that says what? Be prepared. If we are prepared constantly, every day, every day of our lives, we prepare ourselves for that day. Every day. As you wake up in the morning, ask yourself, if that day is today, which side of the divide will I be? Every day, do it every day. Do it every day. Morning, afternoon, night. Do it. Do it every day to yourself. To yourself. If you learn how to do it, you will discover that any day the Lord comes, it will not be a surprise for you. He will never come like a thief in the night to those who love the Lord. But to the people, the children of darkness, that day we come as a thief. In the night. Oh God. May I be prepared. May I be prepared. In the name of Jesus. And. Time we fail me to read scriptures. That describes the terror. Of that day. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 14. For God will bring every deed. Into judgment, including every hidden things, whether it is good or evil. Meaning, God will judge evil by destruction. But God will judge good by reward. That day is a day of blessing for God's children. That day. Now remember I said it is not a particular day. It is not a particular day because scriptures say that a thousand years is like what? A day in the sight of God. So this thing it's not, when you're talking about the day of the Lord, the day of the, you now start thinking one particular day, mm, there are different events. But once Obido, Obido go. There are different events that culminate to that day. But once Obido, it has started. It has started. It's already written and it's already programmed in the realm of the spirit. So it is not you who will change it. We can't change it. We can't change it. The only thing we are doing right now is to pray, Lord, delay it so that more souls will be saved. That's what the saints are doing. But we don't know the day. We don't know the day. I, I, I pity some pastors who try to predict 
They said, okay, uh, to the year 2000. You know, there was, even when I was in secondary school, 1980 something, there was one prophecy that Jesus is coming the next year. And all of us, we are, <laughs> Then the Jehovah Witness, they started laughing at us. When the next year came, Jesus didn't come. They came to the class. I started laughing at believers. They said, okay, this Jesus. <laughs> it, it, we now looked foolish. Okay? <laughs> so you can't, you can't begin to predict the day. You can't even look at, say, okay, vehicles are still moving. Praise the Lord. The vehicles are moving. Therefore, we don't know. Maybe it will take more 10 years. Maybe, what does this are human? Uh, we are just, we are just guessing. It, the Bible says this thing is a secret. It is only God who knows. Even the angels do not know. But what is our own? We know that we have our day. There's a program that Benihin does. He calls it, This is your day. This is your day. Today is your day. Why? God has given it to you. You have the chance to take a decision that will determine where you will be that day. I'm telling you. Because when that day comes, God will lift up and withdraw the grace of God. That is another number three characteristics of that day. He will remove grace. Because the reason why Sodom and Gomorrah is not happening today is because grace is still on ground. When that day comes, he will remove grace from earth. And when grace goes from earth, it will be destruction upon evil. Unlimited. May the Lord open our eyes in the name of Jesus. So what do we do? Watch and be sober. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 6. Wake up if you are sleeping. The Bible says in First Peter 5 eight, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary devil has a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. In First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 8, we need to put on the breastplate of faith. And love. Love. Today we discussed on love. This love of 18. Let's love one another. And let's even love our enemies as Jesus said it to. Amen. Uh-huh. It's a Bible study topic to discuss how to love your enemy. Because it's a very um, serious something. It, it runs contrary to the nature of man. Alright. And let us be hopeful for that day. If you have received Jesus Christ into your life. You have this hope of salvation on that day. But if you have not, if you have not, I pity you. I pity you. It doesn't matter your status. It doesn't matter what you are, who you are. It doesn't, really doesn't matter. If it matters, go and ask those who have died. Go and ask Nandi Azikiwe who is late. Can you be Nandi Azikiwe in the history of Nigeria? But he's late. He's gone. And he's in the presence. I don't know where he is now. Let me not say it's in the presence of God. Praise the Lord. I don't know where he is now. And the truth is that even all the things that he laid, he laid on ground before he went, we are even matching it now. We are not even doing those things. Look at Ojuku. When Ojuku came to UNTH to do CT scan, oh my God, his brain was completely gone. Even when he was alive, his brain has, uh, his brain was, in fact, everywhere, everywhere. But the man was walking about. Still thinking that he was alive. It wasn't long after he died. Amen. Now even all those of us who are fighting for Biafra, after giving us Biafra, what next? What next? What next? Let's fight for 
the salvation of us. So shall we rise up to our feet? We're going to pray. Therefore, it's good. May the Lord give us as we pray. But let us pray for the salvation of us. So shall we open our mouth now and begin to talk to God? Begin to pray. Tell the Lord that that great day you want to be on the right side. Begin to talk to God. Begin to talk to God. Just talk to the Lord. That God, I do not want to be on the wrong side on the day of your judgment. See, pray. Pray. Because it is only now that we can pray and it will be answered. When the day of the Lord comes, prayer is not answered again. In the name of Jesus Christ. You are here. You are not born again. And you want to give your life to Jesus. So that on the day of the Lord, you will be on the right side. I want you to say this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I come to you today. Forgive me my sins. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Make me your son. Cancel my name from the book of death. And write my name in the book of life. That from today, I will live a prepared life for you. In Jesus name. Father, thank you for this, your children. As they have come unto you, Heavenly Father, I pray that Lord, you will touch their lives. Lord, I pray that every sin that they are confessing before you this morning, Lord, that you will roll them away. Wash them in the blood of Christ. Renew them, O God. And grant them newness of life. So that, Lord, their names will be written in the book of life. Father, I pray that from this day henceforth, they will confess the Lordship of Jesus in their life. May it be so upon their lives in the name of Jesus. The hold of the enemy upon your life, I break it in Jesus' name. Experience that newness. For in Jesus' precious name, we have prayed.